Tommy Lorenzo. And this is the Pop Style Opinion Fest. Hello, kittens. Welcome back to another edition of the PSO. I am the tea in your tea Tom Fitzgerald, and I'm here with the low in your tea Lorenzo Marquez, my lovely husband. Hello. How are you, Lorenzo, I am so lovely husband? happy right now. Are you? <laughs> yes, I am. Why are you happy? Because I waited for this for four years. <laughs> what is this you've waited for? Uh, peace and, 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 and hope. I'm really feeding you lines here, <laughs> hoping you will actually give an answer. It's the day after the inauguration. <laughs> I know. Well, that too. Uh, it was a of Joe wonderful Biden. day. Um, I was really worried about yesterday, how everything was going to go after what happened. Uh, and I, I, yeah, I, I really feared that something was going to happen and and screw it up. But uh, We were all holding our breath yesterday through all, all week. We've been holding our breath all month. I know. Um but it went well. This is not going to be, you know, an overtly political podcast. Uh, we did receive one email yesterday from someone after a day's worth of fairly gushing inauguration fashion coverage that uh, she was never coming to our site again because she didn't feel welcome. Uh, but for the most part... Um, we were able to talk about all the fashion and, and all that yesterday Listen. without a lot of blowback. In fact, I didn't tell you this, but the because I got up an hour before you and then blocked them all on Twitter, but you enraged the Katy Perry fans <laughs> in the middle of the night. I knew it. I always and there were knew. like hundreds of shut the up Oh my God, tweets. I knew it. It's funny because if I tweet at night before I go to bed, I know that the next day it's going to be. I knew it. I knew it. And listen, I love her. I'll get to her. But I love her, love that music. I think that music is so powerful and wonderful. Um, but I didn't like her performance. And, uh, you know, but you can't say anything anymore without, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is actually a good segue into what, what we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about our coverage of the um, political fashion of the day. And uh, we're going to talk about sort of the dangers and pitfalls of that kind of coverage and why we're still not inclined to engage in it all right, that but much. But before we do all that, can I just go back to the email that we received about the woman that doesn't, who doesn't feel welcome anymore and she's not going to read us anymore? Listen, I understand and I respect your decision, but I have been through four years of hell myself uh, as a white person, imagine if I were black or or Asian or any other you Muslim. Know, Muslim. But we are a binational gay couple, and yeah. we felt. But I'm gay. I and I, you know, I spent my entire a whole year, like everybody else, in this apartment because of the pandemic and because of the way the pandemic was handled. So I am uh, uh, a result. <laughs> what I went through is a result of this administration. So. I can't not be political uh, in a way. So if you're offended by me saying something or expressing something on my site or on Twitter or social media, then I'm, I'm sorry. Well, but it I is wanna, going to happen. I want to say we're not political in our coverage. It's just that it's very clear who we're happy to cover and who we don't want to cover. Right. Um, but it's not like we're sitting here literally talking about, you know, Politics, literal politics. We're talking about figures in politics and who we like and who we don't like. If you take that as offensive, I don't know. I can't help you. I really can't. Anyway, that's not the point. Um, although that is part of the point. Uh, yeah. I'm backtracking a little bit. Um, I wanted to talk about something that we tweeted our way through this morning uh, after a day of coverage. Uh, yesterday was, let me just say, uh, it was a great day, <laughs> but it was also really stressful. Um, because uh, it's, it was sort of like doing the Oscars where uh, everybody's antenna is up, everybody's paying attention to to what's going on. They're, we're all paying attention to the same thing, except the difference between covering an inauguration and covering the Oscars is that people get very, very pissed off at you for covering fashion, fashion yeah. during an inauguration. So all day yesterday on social media was just this constant barrage of people who don't follow us. They're just people on Twitter who are cycling through all the inauguration posts on Twitter, uh, getting mad at us for mentioning who each person wore and just providing information about their fashion choices. We would get these really snotty sort of Bernie uh, supporter types who were like, could you shut up about this? I just want Medicare for all and blah, blah, blah. this doesn't matter because I need my $2,000 check. And um, 
that's not what that's about. Uh, you know, right. that's that's about politically minded people, or in this case, politically obsessed people. Uh, getting upset that something is encroaching into the political world over which they have no, of, of which they have little interest, and quite a few of them find offensive because I heard the word uh, ruling class bandied about quite a bit yesterday in discussions about their fashion. Like, you know, it's grotesque that you guys are, you know, bowing down to our ruling class in their luxury good, not knowing that, of course. This is what we do for a living. We do this for celebrities as well. You know, um, we cover fashion because we like fashion, not because we like wealthy people. That's no, not that's that. a, a, a sort of dumb thing that people who don't like fashion assume about fashion is that it's all about wealth. I know. I hate Anna Wintour, but she said uh, in the uh, September issue movie something, <clears throat> you know, very interesting. And I thought about it at the time. It was like people think that. People in fashion are dumb, that they have no other interest. Yes. Uh, they also think that fashion is pointless right. and frivolous. Which is ridiculous. While they're sitting there wearing their clothing. Which is ridiculous, because when you get married, you spend all this time in looking for the right When gown. you go on a job interview, when yes. you go on a first date, right. when you go to church, yes. I mean, when you go you, visit your you grandparents. When you, when you kids get married, you, you look for the best you know, gown or suit or whatever to wear because you want to look the best. So fashion does mean something. And especially this time, and we'll talk about the purple color and all that. Uh, But, you know, even if it didn't have any deeper meaning, even if, because there's all this semiotic and symbolic stuff that goes on in political fashion, um, even if you just removed all that and talked about how gorgeous this one looks and right. what a great coat this one you is just wearing, look great. there's nothing wrong with that. What is wrong with just looking great? Uh, I agree. Um, you know, it's. I, I said this yesterday after like the fifth person told me she felt guilty looking at the fashion. I was like, you know, I'm just going to go find a sport blogger and tell him I don't, you know, agree with anything he does, or I find it embarrassing to people. <laughs> Fashion is no more frivolous than sports. You know what I mean? And in some respects is has more import to the culture, even though sports is so popular, because fashion actually shifts the culture. It changes the culture, and it does this on a regular basis. Um, people, It's subtle, and people don't realize it, but how you... Believe me, if you, you reach a certain age, and you can tell, walking down a sidewalk in 2021 looks very different from walking down a sidewalk in 2011. I mean, not radically different, but there's differences. And those differences are part of what the fashion world does. They push styles and changes on you that respond to the times around you. Um, Fashion designers, even the ones who are crazy millionaires and only designed for wealthy people, they're still artists and artisans doing expressive work. And regardless of who buys that work or, or whatever... That work was was created in the world we live in, which means on some level it responds and reacts to the world we live in, like all ex- like writing and art and theater and and music and architecture. Um, fashion design, the idea that fashion design is unimportant is just ridiculous on the face of it. It is a multi billion dollar worldwide industry that employs millions of people and literally affects our lives on a daily basis. I I br- come back to this before, but the Cerulean speech in Devil Wears Prada, it's a great speech because Meryl Streep delivered it and, and the lines are beautifully written and everything, but it's also freaking true. Every word of that speech was true. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even if, I mean, you make a statement when you wear something, even, even if it's a statement that you don't care about fashion, you're still making a you're statement. You're still reacting to it. You're still reacting to it, uh, whether you want it or not, or if you have any intention uh, to do so. I always say, I'm sorry, go ahead. So I, I, I do, and I, I, I... I think you can do so much through fashion uh, wearing something. You can say so much. You can, you know, you can... I don't know. Uh, it, 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 you can send a, a positive message or you can send a powerful message. Uh, you can do anything. Um, even, as you said, even ignoring fashion is a response to right, fashion. Exactly. And those people who say, I only wear T-shirts and jeans, I'm always like, yeah, uh, those T-shirts are not cut the same way they were cut 20 years ago. And those jeans aren't cut the same way they were cut 
eight years ago because those styles change over time. Um, and you're just reacting to them and not realizing it. Not realizing that the super oversized T-shirts and big, like, you know, low-slung jeans of the 90s, that's not what you're wearing anymore. Um, you wear what is put out for you, and that, as Merrill famously said, that is decided for you by the people in that room. Um, and that trickles down to all forms of fa- concert T-shirts and, you know, tie-dyed sweatpants. All of that is fashion. Um, so the idea that we can have this major world-focused event, the entire world was watching that inauguration yesterday on some level, not every citizen in the world, but every country was paying attention to it. It was broadcast all over the world. The idea that we wouldn't have anything to say about how people dressed for this occasion is just completely bizarre to me. And then on top of which, it's not like people are like, yeah, I'm not really interested in that stuff. It, they go after you. They attack you for writing about this. And it's not just us. I saw the Fug Girls had to sort of slap someone down on Twitter last night who was complaining about their coverage. And they were like, we're a fashion blog, you know? You don't have to read fashion blogs, but don't complain to me that they exist. I don't follow sports, but it never bothered me that the sports press exists. And I don't go around tagging them and saying how stupid I think their you know observations are. I think it's it's pretty much social media these days. Uh, people just feel the need to say something. They can't just let something go anymore. They have to make some sort of statement. Um, and I just you know why if you don't like fashion if you don't like something just move on just. Just, just move, move on. on. Just but move on. I don't see the point. But people apparently have a lot of time to do that sort of thing, and they're, they're going to do it. And right. we just have to ignore. And we do. Uh, for the most part, we ignore those comments. Uh, every now and then, we just <laughs> look at each other and we're like, can you believe this? But in general, we just don't talk about it. And I do think, I mean, I, I remember uh, Michelle Obama said that, you know, fashion, fashion for uh, a woman specifically uh, predominates... Uh, how people view a woman and that is very true i mean it's not the same and it would be naive for me to say that it's the same for men and women it isn't uh we tend to just not look at what men wear in general because you know there's all there's yeah there's a whole there's another whole whole story about a whole world uh separate uh, about uh, uh menswear that we can talk about and how the way men dress and so on and and they don't take you know they they're not adventurous about it they don't anyway they wear the same thing over and over again and and so you tend to kind of forget because it's pretty much the same looks all the time women uh have more options and therefore you pay more attention because they tend to wear more colors uh different cuts and and fits and designs so you can't help but pay attention to it uh, and there's also the pressure for women to look a certain way. So there's all that. I agree. Um, and I we said this this morning on Twitter. When it comes to commentary on political fashion, you can't be doing like, oh, that's unflattering on her or whatever. Or I don't like that color on her. I mean, uh, you have to be very careful about how you do talk about these things because uh, women in politics, even first ladies, they're not models. They're not actresses. You shouldn't be imposing uh, heavy looks-based uh-huh. assessments on what they're wearing. Um, this morning we featured um, Jill Biden's uh, Gabriella Hurst uh, white dress and white coat that she wore last night on the, I think they were out on the Truman balcony of the White House. Um, and I said to you, I was like, yeah, I don't really love this dress on her. I love the embroidery. I love the details and the thought behind it. But the actual style and shape of the dress, I did not love. And it became a, a just a brief discussion as to how we were going to address that in the post because it really wouldn't be us if we just, you know, pretended to like something we didn't like or didn't, you know, ha- have some form of assessment. But you have to be careful, again, because she's not a model. Uh, and... Because people, oh my Lord, this is why we're not, probably not, I mean, we'll cover Jill Biden at major moments again, probably like, first off, she's really stepped up her game. Mm -hmm. She, uh, she stepped it up this whole year, but even 
uh, in the last three months or so as they headed into the inauguration. Her game changed. She really started looking like a first lady. And that's not that unusual. Michelle Obama's game changed almost instantly from 2008 to 2009. Darius? Uh, And even like we did those first lady covers today. Uh, even Jackie Kennedy, when she was a senator's wife, she was not as polished as she became when she became first lady. So, um, but my point is, you don't want to be like, oh, what was she thinking? That's out of style. Da, 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 da. I know we did a little bit of that with Michelle Obama, but we mostly, if we were doing fashion critiques, it was more about the design and how it worked for her. It was not like, oh, that those shoes are, uh, whatever. I'm sure we made mistakes in covering Michelle Obama. But when it comes to Joe Biden, it's like, well, our country is so fraught at the moment. Everyone's tension is so freaking high that if we were really to go all in and criticize what Jill Biden wore to the, which we had no reason to, we liked what she wore for the most part, had a few problems with the second dress. But if we really went hard in on it to like critique it the way we would if it was JLo wearing it or something, um, people would melt the frick down on us because everything's so partisan, everything's so politicized, the temperature is running so high at the moment. Right. Anyway, you want to say think, something? And I think uh, talking about fashion and, and, and writing about fashion for so long, I mean, we have learned that it's much better when you have more details about what, what you're talking about. I agree. Uh, I agree. Uh, it, it's different when you look at a, at a garment and you look like, oh, I, I like it, I don't like it, and that's the end of it because you saw it for five seconds. But when you, and because we write about fashion, we get all these press emails, and that's how I found out everything about Gabriella uh, Hearst's um, dress and, and, and coat. So you, you, you read more about it. And you 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 understand the thought process and and why they picked certain things, what they were inspired by, and so on. It it doesn't change your opinion, but it it enriches. It uh, enriches it. That's exactly it. Yeah, and and then I think as a, as a fashion writer, you have the obligation to provide that information in your writing to whoever is reading you. Uh, to, uh, I think so. I think that's I agree. That, um, you know, just give it that information for the for the people who come to your site and read you. Otherwise, you know, otherwise it's just like, oh, I hate this dress. All right, I don't like this dress because of this and that, but I want you guys to know why. Right. I mean, because it's true. When I saw the pictures, the close-ups and everything about the coat, it does change a little, or 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 it's a better understanding of. of it's interesting. I'm, let's get a little bit into the fashion now. I, I'm not going to recount everything that we've already covered on the site. Um, we're going to try and focus away from that. But when it comes to Jill Biden, I want to say, looking at both of her looks yesterday, the first one, the like teal ocean blue mm-hmm. uh, coat and dress. I, I we didn't say this in the um, in oh, the write up that we did about it, but. It, it struck me as very royal in tone, and I, I don't really mean to make it. That's not an assessment on Jill Biden's character. I mean, I think she and her designer were taking cues from people like the Duchess of Cambridge and even the Queen, uh, putting her in all one color, putting her in a coat dress with a nipped waist. That's very Kathy Cambridge. Ha- having her, um, everything's tone on tone. Again, that's very Kathy, very the Queen. Uh, the fact that there were uh, sparkles in it gave it a sense of, you know, right. high, ele- like daytime elegance that that was notable for a first lady. Uh, the jeweled collar and everything. It did. It had a slightly um, royal feeling to it. And then the Gabriella Hearst dress came out and we did you did the research on that. And the fact that it has all the flowers. Well, royal wedding dresses are done that way. Mm-hmm. The queen's wedding dress was embroidered with all the flowers of the Commonwealth. And I believe both... Megan had some references to British flowers in her dress, too. And I think Kathy did. Um, and that feels very royal. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to say she's a queen or that she's getting putting on airs. I really don't. I think she's taking some of uh, her lessons from other women in public life and you'd be foolish not to look at the Queen of England or at the Duchess of Cambridge and look at how they conduct themselves if you're... I mean, Jill Biden's going to be doing largely the same work as the Queen and the Duchess of Cambridge because the FLOTUS job is largely symbolic. It's a lot of charity work. It's a lot of hostessing. Um, I mean, Dr. Biden's going to go off and have her career. So okay. is it, that's another reason why I'm like, I don't know what her fashion is going to be like during the term because... 
I'm sure during state dinner she will get dressed up. Right. Um, but, but she's teaching. Go right. Ahead. The thing about the difference between uh, dressing as <coughs> celebrity in general or a singer, actor, or whoever, uh, as opposed to a, 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 a politician, is that they do have to take into consideration not just the fashion, but what it represents and, and, and you know, the culture, the traditions and everything that that it's sort of like embedded in it. Um, where are they going to go if they're visiting a different country? So they have to take all these things into consideration. And I think Michelle Obama did a fantastic job with mm-hmm. that. And I can tell that uh, Joe Biden is, is trying to do the same thing. And it's early. I mean, Michelle Obama developed her uh, fashion. We were uh, hard on too. her in yeah. the first year. So... I'm sure Joe Biden is going to go through the same process, and and she's thoughtful, and she understands that she's sending a message when when she's wearing something. As Michelle Obama said, you know, you have to use fashion as a tool. Uh, you can't be just a victim of it. You really have to use it to to your advantage. And I think Joe Biden has the same philosophy and idea in her in her head. Right. And and we're going to see that the difference between. I mean, we had. You know, the form, uh, former first lady, I don't even want to say her name anymore, who just bought expensive stuff and wore it. Um, which, I don't mind saying her name. Uh, yeah, whatever. But uh, it, it was her choice. Yeah. Uh, but it's clearly someone who, you know, as usual, doesn't give a damn about anything and just want to look expensive and, and, and bought the most expensive things she could find and, you know, with no message, with nothing, which is fine. It's your choice. But... You know, as, there's as, nothing to say about Melania's clothing. But there's clothing. nothing to say. That's my she point. Just, yes. She's just pulling looks from lookbooks and runways. She's not doing anything to them. It's all about labels and being expensive. And I look, I will say in all honesty, in the four years she was around, I never saw an outfit of hers that I didn't think was mm-hmm. gorgeous. She, she wasn't tacky. Um, she... I don't want to say she dressed well because I don't think there was anything interesting about the way she dressed, but she chose, she had fairly good taste. I don't think she was, ta- do you? You're very quiet. Be- it's trophy <laughs> wife taste. I agree. It she- wasn't interesting to write about. A lot of times I didn't think it was appropriate for her because she would step out in these stiletto heels and, right. and aviator glasses she- looking like a movie star. And I'm like, you know, she has the taste of, her taste is, is trophy the type wife. of taste that in the fashion industry or in the fashion world is something you roll your eyes because it's it's expensive stuff. All right, okay, so I should have Versace, I should have Dolce Gabbana, I right. should have Louis Vuitton in my closet because these are the brands. Yes. Uh, so that's how she thinks, and that's everything she wore. Uh, of course, these brands are fantastic, and they have beautiful garments, beautiful things. Um, so yeah, she looked great because you know she has the body of a model. She's, she's got also, the well-maintained yeah. face of a movie star. She's, she's, so yeah, so of course she's going to look good. And um, but she never did anything interesting. But it was just very, I don't know. Plain. Dictator's white. That's yeah. what it looked like. <laughs> anyway, so I hope, and and you see now with with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and everybody else, you know, they did send a message this time. They all wore uh, young designers or up and coming designers, American designers, designers who are Black trying very designers. hard to make it in the industry. Uh, Gabriella Hurst, for example, I mean, she went through hell uh, last year and, and this year. No, last year and the year before, uh, with her business, uh, she had to, uh, you know, close a, a couple of her, uh, uh, I, I think, lines and something. Um, so these people are struggling. Um, these designers are trying very hard to make a name for themselves. So it's it's fantastic when when you have someone like the first lady or the uh, vice president uh, wearing your garments because I the next day, I mean, you guys, you read us, you know. You, I mean, you, you guys know who, uh, what's his name? Um, I, oh, Christopher John Rogers. You guys know who he is because we had a whole post dedicated to him. Um, so, but it's nice to see the next day, you know, articles written everywhere. Who's, who's Sergio Hudson? Who's uh, Christopher John Rogers? You know, who's, who's so-and-so-and-so? Because that's how you get publicity. That's how you get people to buy your stuff. And uh, so... It's great. It's wonderful that the uh, the first lady, the vice president, uh, they're all doing this. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It's great for the economy. It's great for the American people uh, and the American fashion industry for everybody. All right, let's talk about Vice President Harris. Um, 
because we mm-hmm. we didn't do a post on her yesterday, right. and we will not be doing any posts about her fashion choices. But I'll I'll speak briefly to um, what she wore yesterday, uh-huh. and I'll reiterate: um, she is the vice president, she, and if you need to be reminded, if you want to hear all about her fashion and you want us to cover her fashion. I just want to remind you that the previous vice president was Mike Pence. The one before that was Joe Biden. The one before that was Dick Cheney. You And you probably were never interested in anything those men wore. Um, and I feel, I know some of our colleagues uh, in fashion commentary are planning to cover Kamala. And that's fine. I'm not here to tell you not to do that. But I don't, I don't feel right about it. Personally, I don't feel right treating the vice presidency as as a fashion thing. Um, I said this in the past. I actually, a bunch of people got pissed off at me on Twitter for saying this. Of course, that Kamala is not a fashion woman. She's uh, she's very straightforward in her fashion, and she dresses like a lawyer in her professional life. Um, we aren't going to see much from Kamala except pantsuits. And the occasional dress suit, uh, although that's really rare. And I was surprised she wore a dress yesterday. But I guess she figured the form, you know, mm-hmm. the formality, the occasion called for it. But Michelle Obama strutted out in a pair of pants, so I don't, I don't think she had to wear a dress. <laughs> um, the Christopher John Roberts coat and Rogers coat and dress were purple, correct? Yes. Uh, very striking on her. She looked lovely, but. Even then, I would say there wasn't a lot to talk about with that look if you wanted me to talk about it as a fashion commenter. It was lovely color, and the color has meaning, uh, and I'm going to let you get into all of that. But, um, oh, and she had a beautiful uh, pearl necklace on. Pearls have become her go-to, have become her her sort of right. motif. Which um, were, uh, it owes back to her um, sorority, the right. AKA and, sorority. and it was designed by a Puerto Rican uh, designer named Wilfredo Rosado. Why don't you go in on so all it's, the So it's all that. So Kamala Harris wore, as you said, the Christopher uh, John Rogers combo, purple combo. Uh, she also wore, the, the night before, she wore a Pyramos. Uh, Again, a, a, uh, an all-black designer. Yes. I mean, a black designer that we featured on our right. site. Right. And then she wore, at some point, when uh, there's some virtual, uh, I forget what was, uh, some event that she wore, Prabhu uh, Guru uh, also. Oh, did she? Yes, uh, some uh, a black uh, outfit. I forget the event, but it was some virtual. I forget. Uh, uh, I forget what it was. But anyway, she does. So she does wear uh, American designers. She understands the importance of that, and you know. And I mean, let's face it. It's winter time, so everybody's wearing beautiful coats. So it it's easy. It's easier. To wear wonderful coats, <laughs> and you know it's it's a lot harder, I think, to look uh, great when it's just a dress or it's just a look, uh, because coats are beautiful. Coats bring that I don't know, I, it just brings that I don't know that grandiosity. I don't know. It just makes it special. Right. Uh, um, you you cover yourself off with that with something beautiful, um, and and it's usually an, a nice color or a bright color or a strong color like the purple. Uh, so she wore that. Uh, she looked great. I mean, she looked great. She's just not a fashionista, and we don't feel like, you know, we anyway, we have our opinion about how we're Right. I'm not going to badmouth anyone else who right, decides right, right, to right, do right. it. She's an historic figure right. in the role as a woman, as a w- black woman, and as an Indian woman. So all of these things are brought to to what she brings to the role. Um, you know, it's... Like I said, I, I, we just got finished saying that fashion has meaning. I would not want to dismiss it as meaningless. But I do think there are um, roles uh, that – it's not the role – actually, it's not the role itself. There's nothing wrong with talking about what the vice president wears. But the fact remains is we never talked about it before. If we only start talking about it when a woman does right. it, there's for me, that's problematic. I would also add – we've said this before – uh, this isn't a complaint. This is just the reality of the of the work we chose to do. Um, two men writing about women's fashion are always, always going to be, the reactions to it are always going to be different than when women write about it. Uh, so I feel like some women writers could probably get away with talking about Ka- Kamala in a way that 
if we did it, I don't think it would go well for us. That's not a complaint. That is, that is literally reality. Like, that's just the way it is. If we want to spend all day writing about women's wear and cr- critically assessing it as two men, we got to take the blowback that's going to come with that. And we have, happily well, so, in the last Let me put it this years. way. When people disagree with what we write, <coughs> the first argument is that, that we are two men. Every Always. time. Every single time. No, my favorite no is doubt. when we compliment some pair of someone in in a pair of high-heeled shoes and they the, the response is oh it's easy for you to say you don't have to wear them and i'm like, always in every there's instance always i'm like and, uh, yeah neither do you you know like there's no law that says you have to wear high heels and the number of jobs that actually require it are almost non-existent anymore except for like cocktail waitresses and that sort of thing um but it was nice to see everyone wearing uh, the same collar, head to toe, if you notice. It was uh, all very coordinated. Was, I don't know how much that was done, but I the Biden was, grandchildren looked extremely coordinated. But And I love, and I mean like head to toe look from Kamala and, and everybody all else. All tone on tone. Uh, all tone on tone, sort of like a unity message. Yes. Um, which was beautiful. I usually don't like that much you know, solid matchy color. match. Yeah. Matchy match. I agree. I don't, but it looked great. I like the gloves and same color. And, Again, and the world of, of politics allows you or asks you to do certain things that might not like if someone walked out on a red carpet at the Oscars and everything matched, I'd be like, Oh, that's a little too matchy match. The fact that Jill Biden or, uh-huh. or Kamala Harris or the entire Biden family wore fully matchy matched outfits for the inauguration when the theme was unity obviously you're not going to critique that that's that's a message there's a point to that that isn't a you know you wouldn't be making if you were on the met gala red carpet or whatever and i think it it, it it was such an important moment it was as everyone says kamala harris the first 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 of everything uh and the fact that she chose purple uh to uh you know pay an homage to shirley uh chisholm you know it was just beautiful the whole thing was beautiful i did not get that I heard that because, about, because I, I'm like, was that her signature color? Because I actually did a lot of research on her fashion when we wrote that post about uh, Mrs. America. And I don't remember that. Was that her signature color? Uh, well, it's also the, the colors of the suffragette. Uh, that uh, I know. Purple, gold, and white. And purple represents loyalty and, and, and purpose. Uh, I believe that's what I read. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think that's that was the idea uh, behind it. Uh, and, and purple is such a strong, beautiful color. And um, everyone looked great. I thought it was great. Uh, Hillary Clinton wore uh, a, a purple pantsuit. Yeah, I did not like her outfit yeah, I mean, at but, all. You know, uh, but it was a Ralph Lauren uh, pantsuit. Again, another American designer. Um but you know, and she then, was there uh, representing. Michelle, it wasn't purple; it was more like a wine more color, more like a plum. But it was uh, that whole like unity thing. And again, you have to get into in American politics, purple is red and blue, right? And that actually has heavy symbolic yes, meaning. Yes. So, uh, so Michelle Obama wore Sergio uh, Hudson again, a black designer, uh, up and coming, great designer. Uh, I th- uh, and you know, you go to their Instagram accounts, and my God, they're just like. They can't believe that a right, right, right. that a, a first lady is wearing or a vice president is wearing their garments. I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine what that means to them right. and how they feel, you know, watching TV and seeing that. Um, so anyway, uh, so that was that. Uh, Jill Biden uh, wore. Wait, uh, I want to go back to Michelle Obama okay, for a second. Um, Michelle Obama. Again, there are things you can say conversationally a podcast that would come off weird if you wrote them. So this did not come up in our write up of it. But I'm only passing along what I have heard from many, many, many other black women. Uh, other, as if I'm a black. What I, what I've heard from many black women, um, and that is black women communicate through their hair. Uh, they are very adept at this. They understand the semiotics uh-huh. of hair in a way that white women never, ever will. Um, and I've done so much reading on this over the years that I feel like I have enough of a, of a base understanding of this concept to say that, oh, yes, her hair was laid and oh pressed yesterday. Was and that gorgeous. was not <laughs> some sort of coincidence. It wasn't just a, I want my hair to look pretty. It's I want to walk out there looking like a million fucking bucks and like I have not a care in the world. And she looked amazing. She, she looked amazing. There's only the a handful of times in, in the last 10 or 12 years where Michelle's hair looked that right. amazing. I mean, the moment she walked, she got out of the, out of the car, she just looked phenomenal. Uh, granted, I'm, 
president. Yeah, and I wasn't crazy about the belt, but you know, I loved it because it was so right. un first lady. But yeah, exactly. So it's but it, the whole look was just fantastic. Her hair, makeup, everything. She just looked phenomenal, and she was happy to be there. Um, so yeah, that's the other thing. You know, when you, it's it's your your emotions. You know, are all all over your clothes, all over whatever you wear. Um, and she looked amazing. Joe Biden, as we said, wore American designers, up and coming designers, Mark Herrian, which is uh, a brand by Alexander O'Neill. Uh, I also want to point out, um, you didn't see much of it. You saw it briefly yes. on TV last night, and then the fashion press went nuts this morning with it. But Ashley Biden had on last night a stunning mm-hmm. uh, Ralph Lauren, because she, yes, she's really yes, pretty, yes, yes. stunning Ralph Lauren tuxedo with a tapered cigarette pant and a pair of black, I mean, it and the tie was undone, yes, yes, and yes. Um, she just looked freaking amazing. They all looked incredible. Um, and then she wore, and let's not forget my favorite. Ella Emhoff, let's talk about No, her. no, let me just finish Joe Biden. Oh, I'm sorry. The first look is still my favorite. Jill that, Biden. It sounds like you're uh, saying Joe. I know, Jill. Jill Biden, um, uh, the... Um, her first look, the purple uh, coat with the velvet uh, uh, sort of belt, oh my God, by Jonathan and Cohen. Absolutely. The one beautiful. she wore the night before. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That one, it, to me, that one is my favorite. Favorite, favorite of all the, the stuff she wore. Um, so you want to mention... Ella M. Hoff, who yes. is Doug M. Hoff's daughter, Kamala Harris's stepdaughter. Um, people just went nuts for her le- uh, yesterday. Um She's a student at Parsons. I believe she actually does live in Williamsburg. So she's got that. She's got the hipster look. The whole hipster is such a dated term, I know. But uh, like there was pictures going around on on um, Twitter this morning of her Instagram in like. The, did you see the one in the crocheted bikini yeah, yeah, where she yes. was showing her armpit hair? And I was like, I love this girl because she is the exact opposite of what political daughters are supposed to look like. I mean, we just got four years of uh, fascist Barbie Ivanka. Uh, who, I'm sorry, she had no style at all. She just wore white a lot, and that's it. Um, and she kept her hair straight. But And she was so waspish looking, and she paid so much money for that waspish face that it was so, it was Ugh. just unstylish to me. Because we said that Ella Emhoff became a style icon overnight, and of course all these Trump people got mad at us and pointed out that Ivanka is an actual fashion designer. And I'm like, she ain't what? shit. Trust me on that. <laughs> She ain't shit on that front. What I love about her look, go ahead. But Ella Emhoff. Okay, so the night before for the memorial, um, she was there with her uh, her mother and her brother. I love that her mother is so uh, friendly with yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with Kamala and everything. That's great. It's just so great to see such yeah, a happy family. They have pictures together. Yeah. Because um, I got to say, if your husband marries the vice president of the United States, like that's kind of... <laughs> most women, that would be like, well, shit, how do I measure up to that? But... Um, no, uh, Doug Amhoff's ex-wife seems very cool. She also seems very stylish. But uh, Ella Amhoff wore a head-to-toe Tom Brown look, and not a simple basic one, but one of those ones that people one always say, "Who the hell ones, would yeah. wear this?" I she looked it. amazing. I love it. And then she wore the Miu Miu coat. And what I love about the coat is that, if, again, if you read us, we actually had a yay or nay with something similar. It was sort of like a jacket, yes. a Miu Miu jacket with the embellishments on the shoulders. Um, so the minute I saw that, the minute I saw those em- the embellished uh, shoulders on TV, I was like, oh, my God, that, that has to be a Miu Miu something. And he was. Uh, and, I mean, let's face it. It's not a great... Uh, I mean, if you look at the coat, it's kind of ugly. But... It's ugly pretty. Yes. And that it's, sort it's of Mew 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 kind of, yeah. yeah. The Mew Mew kind of thing. You know, it's ugly but but pretty. But it, it, that's a classic example of someone taking something like that uh, kind of weird Mew Mew look and looking incredible. She looked stunning. She looked amazing. Uh, with her sort of like, I don't know, just she looked amazing with the hair and the glasses and just looked phenomenal. And the dress she had underneath, I believe, was also, what's the brand? I forget. Oh, Batsheva. Batsheva, yes. Um, Uh, Beautiful dress. She looked amazing. She looked incredible. Uh, What I loved about her uh, is that she clearly um, 
isn't going to slot herself into some sort of political no. daughter role. And I will say this. We talked about this before we flipped on the mics. I don't really think we're going to see all that much of Ella Emhoff in the in the years ahead. Be- I, I don't. Yeah, can you knows? even name Mike Pence's children? No, there's some. Could you uh, name Dick Cheney's children no, aside I, from the one that wound, wound up in Congress? Like, you don't normally pay that much attention no. to the vice president's kids. And those kids... As far as I know, they're not going to be living with them. I don't think. I think they. I don't know. Actually, I have no idea what the living. I don't know. Is. I mean, probably. But I don't move think to the White House. <laughs> I mean, I mean Ella, not the White House. The. Uh, go I'm ahead. I'm sorry. What? Nothing. Go ahead. I'm interrupted. You. Uh, ahead. Ella Emhoff goes to Parsons, so uh, presumably she's living in New York. Right. So, I mean, the the fashion press went nuts for her last yesterday when right. she showed up in that thing because her look was distinct. It didn't look like political daughters are supposed to look. It. She looked. Very New York. She had her naturally curly hair. I'm not going to go too far into this because I'm not Jewish, but a lot of other Jewish commenters felt that she was right. really leaning into her 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 Jewish style, her Jewish looks, or whatever by wearing her hair curly, that sort of thing. Um, the feel of her outfit was just so different from political fashion right. that I immediately loved it, just for being bold and unique. And clearly, very, very true to herself. She's so. a fashion student, right? She's a fashion so, student. So she has a fashion sense, and you can tell by the way she styled the whole look. The hair, the glasses, the dress underneath, and, and the coat. She just looked phenomenal. Uh, like I said... Is this what you were talking about, the Sergio Hudson that she wore last night? I'm showing you a picture. No, it's some no, oh. that's, that's complete. That was for the, uh, the TV, the TV uh, thing. celebration thing. Uh, she wore another uh, Sergio Hudson, and we're talking about Kamala Harris, by the way. Uh, but there's another event, another situation where she was. Um, there were so many this week. Yeah, I couldn't... she wore probably also. Anyway, but it, it was if you look at the whole family, the whole uh, both families, uh, Biden family and the Harris's family, they all look great. I mean, they and, did. and you can tell there's a picture with the whole Biden family together, and uh, they all have unique styles. They all they all they all look different. Um, each, every single one of them. Yeah. But I, anyway, <clears throat> I'm just happy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, aside from, I, it was a day for fashion. It was yes. a good day for fashion, to be yes. honest. Um, because unlike the previous op- occupants, and that includes mm-hmm. Ivanka, um, the people that we talked about today were very thoughtful in their choices. It wasn't about picking labels, although they all wore labels. Some right. of them wore bigger labels than other others. Um, but clearly, there was thought into how they were each going to present themselves mm-hmm. and what messages about... It really wasn't about them. They weren't sending messages about themselves. They were sending messages about this administration, about this family, these or these two families. Um so for me, it was very clearly a step up in political style. Big, are those the cats running? <laughs> the mics probably didn't pick it up, but one of our cats just went completely nuts. I thought something. I thought ever... someone was knocking on the door. <laughs> we have a twenty-pound boy cat. Anyway, um, yeah, you can accuse me of bias. I don't care. I didn't take an oath or anything. I'm not a judge or a journalist. I can be as biased as I want. Um, but <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yes, no, people were like, "Your bias is showing oh through," God, and I'm seriously? like, "Well, you're damn right. So is yeah. yours." Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, uh, but yes, my bi- you can call me bias or not, but there there was, in my opinion, as a fashion commenter of nearly 15 years, who had who spent eight years talking about the um, Michelle Obama's style choices. I feel like there was an obvious and immediate stepping up yesterday. We can argue about who was, you know, like I said, Melania, she presents herself well. She's a beautiful woman with a great body and all the money in the world. So she gets to pick all sorts of things. But so I'm not saying that, you know, the previous administration didn't have any stuff, but there was nothing interesting about it. Like I said, all Ivanka did was wear white dresses for four years. Um, And Melania just wore... extremely expensive pieces that, you know, tend to go for socialite wives or trophy wives or dictator wives. And it's, it's, but, you know, when you get into, well, Kamala chose black designers and uh, Ella Emhoff uh, was being true to her Williamsburg roots and, um, you know, Jill Biden was wearing the flowers of all 50 states or right. Ashley Biden decided to wear a tuxedo. When did a first daughter 
ever wear a tuxedo to the inauguration. These are notable things. And all of these people are smart enough or are surrounding them with fashion advisors smart enough that they these things are not accidental. These things were thought through. They were planned. It wasn't just about picking the most expensive outfits. It was about picking outfits that say something. Right. And and in terms of Joe Biden, for example, she, I mean, she's, you know, she's, She's been around in terms of, of you know, uh, political fashion or whatever, right, however right, right. you want to describe it. You, you know, she's, she's been a uh, senator's and a vice president's wife right. going back 40 years. So right. She so knows it's not the game. her first time. She understands the importance of, of sending the right message, uh, you know, however and whenever you're out somewhere wearing something. So... So it's great. It's great. It was a great start. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll cover every now and then when we think it's it's a great look and we have something to say about it, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's but how, do not expect don't weekly expect coverage. every single no. look because I don't think not even Michelle Obama. We covered every single. We one covered ninety five percent of her looks. <laughs> There's we? very okay. little that we missed. Um, um, I don't feel that sense of urgency that we right. have to cover, and I don't truly believe. Um, that uh, Jill Biden is going to be wearing super notable mm -hmm. fashion-y sorts mm -hmm. of looks. Like, yesterday she did, but that was the inauguration. I, I just don't think going forward we're going to be seeing that same level. Like I said, when there's a state dinner, when they can start entertaining in this White House and she has to put on a gown, I'm sure we'll, we'll have something to say. But right. um, aside from that, do not expect... Uh, Jill Biden coverage to the extent that we had Michelle Obama coverage. Times are too partisan. I really do not want to be locked into we're the first lady guys uh, because we we resigned that commission when Melania came on board. And if we just dove back into it headfirst with Jill Biden, it would be too partisan on our parts. It would be like, well, I mean, like I said, I make no bones about what my beliefs are, where my political stances are, but... Um, we are writing a fashion and entertainment blog, not a right, political right. blog. So, you know, there's all these things to consider. Um, but bottom line, political fashion has meaning. And um, I would argue that it is some of the most meaningful fashion you will ever find. Because unlike socialites and movie stars and pop stars, politicians, uh, and as a side group, royalty, if they're working royalty... Um, have to understand things about symbolism. Have to un have to make have to navigate waters and make sure that nothing offensive is being said, and that uh, and that a message is being sent, and that sort of thing. There's so much of that in political fashion that the idea that we shouldn't talk about it to me is just like what, what are you talking? That's right. just crazy stuff. And I think it it has a lot to do. I mean, you have to think about your legacy. Uh, I know it sounds ridiculous, but you know, you have Michelle Obama, and you think about all these amazing designs that we didn't even know about. Uh, and then you, when you think about Melania, for example, what is the only thing you remember? That freaking coat she wore. I don't care. Do you? Yeah, I really don't care. Do you? That's the only. That's the first thing people remember and think about. Uh, so that's your legacy there, lady. Yeah, I mean, that's the one time she decided to send a message in her clothing. Which is a horrible message. And anyway. again, it's like the Maya Angelou quote, when people tell you who they are, believe them. Um, <laughs> and she told us who she was with that. There was right, a right, right. shot that went around all over social media yesterday of the Trumps getting off the plane in Florida, and she had changed into a, was it a Gucci campaign? Yeah, yeah a Gucci. She we featured Gucci. it on our site. Yeah, if you, uh, it's under yay or nay. It's one of those looks that we feature on our site. Um, first off, she never would have worn something like that as First Lady. It was a very clear, on her part, it was a very clear message. And uh, Donald Trump, they both got off the plane. Donald Trump started speaking to the press and she literally just walked right out of front. Like just, and everybody thought it was hilarious. Like, Oh, she doesn't give a shit anymore. And you know, in typical social media, there's two things about social media that annoyed me yesterday. This was one of them was that everyone was like, Oh, ha ha ha. You're in trouble, Donald. And I'm like, you guys do not understand this woman at all. She's not leaving him. No, her. I don't care. Attitude is addressed to all of us. She's looking at the cameras and the press and being like, fuck all of you. I'm not first lady anymore. Like everyone thought it was this diss against Donald. And I'm like, no, no. it's yet another example of her saying, fuck you. I don't care about this. Um, the other thing that really annoyed me, which is why, like, sometimes I'm like, mm, 
maybe certain people should stay away from talking about fashion because they don't know what they're talking about. Um, it just went up on, on social media yesterday that, and it was, people really thought this was true, that Lady Gaga was um, making a sly reference to the Hunger Games. Oh my God. And people were like, no, that's the dove of peace. That's not Mockingjay. No, no, it looks like Mockingjay. This was very, the whole threads on this. And I'm like, come on, people. It's the dove of peace. She literally said that's what it was. It's got an olive branch in its mouth. What are you doing? I know it. you want it to be about Hunger Games, just like you want it, you know. All politics lately comes down to discussions of Harry Potter and Hunger Games and Marvel movies because, you know, Whatever, I'm not going to get off well, on that. Well, it's just show how narrow-minded you are. If that's the only thing you can, you ha- I'll remember. say this not to not to toot my own horn, but to effectively talk about fashion, you have to have a pretty broad understanding of all right. of mm-hmm. culture across the mm-hmm. board. If you looked at that Scaparelli gown and thought she was making a Hunger Games reference, you maybe need to step back and learn how to assess and learn about semiotics in fashion. It was clearly. A peace symbol, not a hunger game. Not like, you know, the Pan Am game. Right. She talked about peace all the time. If you go to her the whole Instagram account. The was about yes, that. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, but people insist that, oh, no, she's making a joke about... Them. No, she's not. Come on, folks. Sometimes a dove is just right. a dove. But, you know, I think everyone looked great, had a good message. Uh, Jennifer Lopez wore Chanel. I'm not crazy. Didn't love her outfit. That's the thing. The more I look at it, the more I like it. But at first I was like, I don't know. I, I really don't like the there Chanel There was too look. much going on. But it, it kind of looked military in a way. And, and then, I don't know, it just looked It nice. had a little bit of that Hamilton thing going right, on. Right, right, right. And it was all white and, and you know, had beautiful buttons. Um, and I, I, kind of li- I, I kind of like it a little more now. But at first I was like, mm, I'm not so crazy about it. But everyone had a wonderful message, uh, whatever they wore, uh, whoever they wore. And it was just nice. It was a nice day. It, and um, yeah, that's it. Go ahead. I, I don't think I have anything left. All right. So that's it. That's, uh, and we have a ton of posts on our site. Uh, so if you go check get out it, all yes. our further opinions on the fashions of the week. And we'll be back next week yeah. with whatever crosses our eyes or crosses our desks, or piques our interest. So until then, love you, mean it, bye-bye. Love you, bye.